What's up, my podcast listeners? I know I am late with this episode, but life has been getting kind of crazy. And this past weekend, I did not have the chance to get on my phone and chat with you guys and ramble, you know, as I usually do. But better late than never. Um, It's Monday. It's the morning. I'm still trying to get my shit together right now. And you know what? I don't usually function unless I've had some caffeinated beverage is. Um, so this might be a little, a little bit of a, a grumpy episode or um, just there's a very low and laid back type of episode, but um, as I was walking down to my car, I was thinking about, you know what, what am I going to talk about today? And most recently, I've been getting a lot of people in the clinic with elbow pain, and I want to talk about elbow pain because I feel like it's pretty common for a lot of people. I think a lot of people end up getting it at least once or twice in their lifetime. And the kind of elbow pain I'm talking about is like the most common um, tennis and you know golfer's elbow. And I think for a lot of people, especially now that because of COVID hit and everyone's working from home, they're probably in weird positions with their laptop on their um, couches or bed and their forearms are in not the most optimal position and when they pronate to type that you know consistent movement in that position probably starting to flare up that elbow and you know we use our freaking elbows for everything and like in my kin stretch classes, I always work on wrists and elbows, and I always get those stares of people like, why the fuck are we doing this? This is stupid. And funny enough, like yesterday, I just posted a throwback blog about how wrists are often forgotten, and we use them for fucking everything, and the elbow is literally attached to the wrist, like, not figuratively or literally, like, all the stuff that's between your elbow and wrist are connected together. So they're very, very important and they're very related. Um, So the big thing is when I saw this one person coming in to see me, um, they're mentioning to me that there's going to be a two-parter to this because I want to kind of bring this out, is that um, this individual saw chiros and physios and what have you for their elbow pain, but they they had a lot of other underlying medical stuff that is way beyond my scope of practice. Um, Because during my kin stretch class, they were saying like, hey, like my elbow really, really hurts, what should I do? And they know I work in the clinic and they're like, oh, is there anything you can do? And I'm like, oh, you know, Ideally, you'd want to go see one of our practitioners first. And they're like, no, I've seen everybody. It hasn't been working for me. I want to see you. I'm like, all right. 
I can rock tape, I can do some instrument assisted and some other stuff, cupping, why not, what, what have you. And honestly, like my tools from a rehab standpoint just scratches the surface of what a physio or chiro can do. So I was like, you know what? If I can make you like 10% better, awesome. But that's as much as it's gonna get. And you know what? I've had instances where this has happened to me before where people who follow me locally and see what I do and they're like, no, you are better than a physio in Cairo, which I'm not. Um, and I wanna see you specifically. And I'm like, you know, and this has happened before where you know, they've come in expecting like the world and I do my thing and it actually doesn't change anything. They're like, oh, it actually kind of just feels the same. And I'm like, well, what do you, what do you expect? I can't really <laughs> do that much on you. But the other thing too is a lot of pain is directly linked to your mental health. And I think for this individual, because they've been dealing with pain for so long and they've seen everybody, as they always say, and, you know, they've been a follower of mine for a while. They trust me and they've already made it in their head. Like, I believe that this person's going to get me out of pain, you know, and I think a little bit or majority of the treatment that I gave to this person's elbow was more perceived in their head like this is it I feel better right and that's not there's nothing wrong with it like placebo effect can be as high as 70% and you know if that makes someone feel better and they feel like they're out of pain why wouldn't you want to do that right but anyway going back to the elbow for tennis elbow especially I find that when people have shitty overhead mobility, which is almost everyone in the general population by the nature of their environment, a lot of stress goes onto the elbows to make up for it. So again, the example I gave before um, a couple episodes back is if I was in a hunched forward position and then I bring my arms up, I don't have that mobility, so my low back will arch and now I have fake mobility. But a lot of times is when you have um, restricted overhead mobility and you're trying to bring your arms in that overhead position, locking out the elbows to keep them centrated in conjunction with the shoulder, like the glenohumeral joint, it doesn't really work out that well. You know, it it kind of looks like it's extended but not really like it's hard to describe over video or audio well video i could but i'm driving so i'm not gonna just stop and show you but if you imagine like locking out your elbow like if you're just like sitting there and lock out your elbow like easy right but if someone was trying to bring their arms overhead and their lats their serratus is super tight their entire posterior capsule is super tight and then they get to that overhead position and nothing and now that elbow is slightly bent and then people do exercises in that position and normally a lot of people will get anterior shoulder pain which is you know pretty common but sometimes people will get 
you know, tennis elbow or some sort of like tendonitis of the elbow because of doing exercises like that. So imagine that person with shitty overhead mobility, the slight bend in the elbow, now doing chin-ups or some overhead pulling exercise. A lot of that stress is going to be placed on that outside of the elbow, you know, and it's not the greatest. And say now that same person um, also has really shitty wrist mobility and does shit like mountain climbers and burpees and push-ups and all exercises that require um, full, you know, flexion. No, sorry, not flexion, uh, full extension of the wrist. And that added stress to that tight-ass forearm that this individual may have is not doing them any favors, you know? And it's just that repetitive streak. Like, that's what injury is, is, like, you don't know it if you're doing damage to yourself right there and then. It's, like, three months down the road, four months down the road, you're, like, why is this sore and painful to touch? Right? And with the, like, form, it's built for endurance. And a lot of times, um, people will overdo it. And this is where I feel like carries do the forearms and elbows justice. Like, if I can get some farmer carrying something heavy and get really good at that, I'm pretty sure they're not going to get any kind of um, tennis elbow from typing on their laptop, if you really think about it. Um, But that being said, if someone has a flare-up already, And the last thing I want to do is have them grip even harder because that's going to set off that elbow again, you know? Um, So there's a couple things you can do with the elbow. And from an exercise standpoint, the car's morning routine is going to help a lot. Like, if there's one thing that people can do is the car's morning routine. You do controlled articular rotations, for every single joint, every single day. Like, that should just be your baseline. That should be, you know, training 101. And a lot of times, people will go into, like, oh, I foam roll every day, nothing changes. Well, that's a whole nother podcast episode that foam rolling is not necessarily going to change your tissue quality. It's just going to change the input during that day and time, like that moment, right? But at least with controlled articular rotations, you are going to improve the, the integrity of the joint. So I always tell patients and clients, fucking move your joints every day. That's gonna be your first line of defense. Number two, to get a little bit more specific to the elbow, you want to, um, to find a pain-free range of motion while doing things like wrists, shoulder, and elbow cars especially. But a lot of times, I'll tell this to patients, is like, say we're, I'm teaching someone how to utilize cars for the first time, and they're like, oh, I feel pain there. Or it's like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I want you to go around the pain, so you might have to limit your range of motion. Because that's the funny thing about our bodies, is that it will remember pain. Right? Like, 
I honestly believe that our bodies have this like memory, this sophisticated memory system when it comes to pain. And I think this is why, this is like, I'm getting like really deep here. This is why I think like on an emotional level, when we're, say we've dealt, say you've lost somebody in your life five years ago, six years ago, and you had a really rough time getting over that, letting them go finally, and you know, you're on Facebook. You hit that Facebook memory thing, and you're like, holy shit, five years ago on this day, I had this awesome day with a person that means so much to me, and they're not here anymore, and all that pain and emotion comes right back right there and then. Your body fucking remembers. Like, I have this theory that the moment pain enters your body, it never actually really leaves. It's there forever, and it's almost like our job to seal it and hope for the best that it doesn't fucking pop right back open. Um, but again, I can't prove that. There's probably a lot of research in pain. Like, we know nothing. You talk to a neurologist about pain and ask them, like, what do we know? I'm going to be like, fucking nothing. <laughs> but theories, theories. Um, where was I going with that? Um, yeah, so your body will remember pain pathways. So if I move my elbow into supination so far that I feel pain, I don't want to stay there. So I'm going to create a buffer zone. So then my body remembers that, oh, every time I supinate my forearm, it doesn't hurt. I don't have to put this like protective layer of security to send pain signals faster to ensure you don't really fuck up the tissue in that elbow, right? And you also want to be self-aware of what you do every day. Like that's the biggest thing is like I see somebody in the clinic for like 10 minutes and in a session for an hour when I'm doing personal training and who knows what the person is doing for the rest of the day, right? So I always educate people like be self-aware of what you do. An elbow is used for fucking everything. If you're going to go to a cupboard and open it up and grab a fucking mug for coffee, that's probably going to set off your elbow, right? You picking up your kid and holding them isometrically like this. You can't see me like this. <laughs> For like two minutes, it's going to set off that elbow. So eliminate all those things that you'd usually do that would piss off your elbow. And things will start settling down. Like sometimes it just comes down to time. But still introducing small bits of movement to help. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed me ramble this morning. Um, you guys are amazing. If you have any questions more, any more <laughs> questions about elbows, injuries, and crap like that, let me know. Uh, hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook. You guys are amazing. Until next time.